0: Pastor Xavier Reese and the simple and true judgment of God.
1: How do you respond to prophecy, to the judgment of God, to the warnings of God? If you don't know Jesus Christ and God has brought you to be saved, to turn to Him. He knows the end from the beginning. You don't even know what's going to happen the next minute. He knows everything. He wants you to trust your life to Him.
0: Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. It's been said that God's accounts do not need to be settled all at once. In today's study, Pastor Xavier points out that we do indeed reap what we sow. Well, the prophecies found in the book of Ezekiel can serve as a warning to those who insist on walking opposed to God's Word. It's time to begin today's Simple Truths study, The Judgment of Tyre. Let's listen.
1: The prophet Ezekiel, having warned the captives in Babylon about the impending judgment of Jerusalem, and then was given a sign of the certainty of that, the last siege in 586 by the death of his wife, now he turns to the judgment of the nations, as many of the prophets contain such sections. Isaiah, Amos. Jeremiah, many of them. What we want to do is focus on one of the most incredible prophecies in Scripture, the prophetic judgment against the city of Tyre, which is described for us in three movements here in this chapter. First of all, verse 1 through 6, you have the revelation of the judgment against Tyre. Secondly, 7 through 14, you have the interpretation of of the judgment of Tyre and then 15 through 21 the reaction to the judgment of Tyre Tyre rejoiced over the destruction of Jerusalem due to envy over the commercial competitiveness she was in competition her competitor is out of business Oh, all the business is mine Tyre could now be the sole negotiator and controller of the trade routes instead of Jerusalem. Tyre, as you know, had a long history with Israel. Ahiram, the first king of Tyre, in 969 to 936, made pacts with David and with Solomon. He supplied the lumber and the workers for the temple and many of that. In 2 Samuel 5, 1 Kings 5, 18, and so on. You can look in there. Long history. The posture of God was unfriendly. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, the warning was true. Behold, I am against you, O Tyre. I am against you. And I will cause many nations to come up against you. The force and intensity would be like the waves of the sea, one after another, as the sea causes its waves to come up, he says. In verse 4, of the promised destruction would cause the sight to be unrecognized. Quite an amazing detail. I will also scrape her dust from her and make her like the top of a rock. He's going to clean her plate. Notice the place of judgment would become the location for fishermen next, says. The city would be reduced from a power of wealth to a place of Drying out fishing nets. You talk about being humbled. (laughs) It should be a place for spreading nets in the midst of the sea. Notice, then, we are given the interpretation. I love Ezekiel because many times he gives the prophecy and the interpretation. We're not left to our own interpretation. Look at seven through eleven. This is the short-term fulfillment through the king of Babylon. Verse seven. The judgment would be from God, but he would use man. Behold, I will bring against Tyre from the north. The person is named Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, king of kings he is said to be. The powerful army is described with horses, chariots, with horsemen, and an army with many people. Then 10 and 11, the judgment would come to pass. By the powerful army of Nebuchadnezzar, He would penetrate the city. He says, Because of the abundance of his horses, their dust will cover you. Your walls will shake at the noise of the horsemen, the wagons, and the chariots. When he enters your gates as men into the city, that has been breached. So it's as if it was already done. So by a powerful army, but also by possessing the city. Look at verse 11. With the hooves of the horses, he will trample all your streets. He will slay your people by the sword, and your strong pillars will fall to the ground. So here we have the first fulfillment. He is called by name. Nebuchadnezzar would fulfill the first part of this attack. The long-term fulfillment would be by Alexander the Great, verse 12 through 14, They will plunder your riches and pillage your merchandise, in the beginning of verse 12. They will break down your walls and destroy your pleasant houses. The invasion, next notice, would gather the debris of the city and cast it into the sea. How weird is that? They will lay your stones in the midst of the water. They will lay your timber stones in the midst of the waters. They will lay your soil in the midst of the water. Amazing. Amazing. We're prophecy. But then in verse 13 and 14, God predicted he would terminate the existence of the city of Tyre. There would be no joy or celebration ever. Don't miss that little word. I will put an end to the sound of your song and the sound of your hearts shall be heard no more. There it is. No more. 14, there would be no sign of her existence. I will make you like the top of a rock. You should be a place for spreading nets, and you shall never be rebuilt. Whoa, top of a rock, clean, never rebuilt. Now, Dr. Stoner in his little book. Science Speaks and it's out of print unless you can get on eBay and, and catch one uh, just incredible little book he takes chance of probabilities of mathematician. no one's ever refuted those uh, chance of probability things and he goes through the Bible and, and does all these things these probably just incredible stuff let me give you uh, what he did with, with the fulfillment of Tyre here okay in prophetic form he says the following listen closely as Alexander began his great conquest against Persia which is modern day Iran by the way He says he feared the Phoenicians might attack Greece, so he moved south to take Tyre first before he moved on to King Xerxes. Now, he was unable to take the city, so he captured other cities, Professor Stoner says, and he took over their fleets to attack the island city, but its combined efforts failed. Alexander then decided to use all the materials of the city, Tyre of the mainland, the one that Nebuchadnezzar has seized, and build a causeway out to the island and just march his troops as he's building it towards the island. The materials not being enough, he scraped up all the soil around the city and with it completed the causeway. Notice verse 4 and verse 12, scraping it like a rock. After seven months, by a combined attack of land force and marching in over the causeway in the fleet's conquered city, he took Tyre. Amazing prophecy. The city became the place for fishermen to dry their nets, exactly as the prophecy. Even to the present day, it is a very popular place for fishermen. What a coincidence. Or is it? The original city of Tyre has never been rebuilt, as the scriptures declare, because it is not known exactly where it stood. That is how clean Alexander the Great scraped the entire area declared in verse 13, 20, and 21, never to be built again. Other cities around there, Sidon exists today. Other cities, were, they were rebuilt, but not the original city of Tyre. Tyre today is not the original city that was destroyed. So please understand that. Don't think that I'm losing my marbles. The interpretation of the judgment of Tyre can be verified by history and archaeology. Incredible prophecy. Now, but God's not just interested in impressing us. The third movement gives us the reaction to the judgment of Tyre. Verse 15 through 21. 15 through 18, you have the people would be astonished at our destruction. Verse 15, the surrounding people would be gripped with fear. Yahweh states a question rhetorically implying an obvious answer. Listen to it. Thus saith the Lord God to Tyre, will the coastlands not shake at the sound of your fall when the wound cry, when slaughter is made in the midst of you? The only answer is yes. It's rhetorical. The small city-states of the Mediterranean would be shaken at the news of the fall of Tyre. In fact, the word shaken means to quake. We're not talking about just being spooked a little bit. We're talking about freaked out. (laughs) And this is the point. Don't miss it. Here's the key. Tyre should have quaked at the news of Jerusalem's fall, but instead she gloated and only saw her financial advantage over her. Wow, there's the contrast. You see it? Will they not fear and quake? You should have done that. Wow. The small city stay would shake when they heard the horror of the wounded cry. Slaughter is made. Nothing will put fear in someone like when one sees a powerful person overcome. Wow. It makes you turn around and head the other way. The small city-states depended on Tyre for protection and commerce. They were now vulnerable and financially in jeopardy. Notice verse 16, the surrounding rulers and leaders of the sea commerce would participate in funeral memorial. The rulers and leaders would disrupt their activities to mourn the city. In verse 16, they would pay their respects when then all the princes of the sea will come down from their thrones. They would humble themselves for the city, lay aside their robes and take off their embroidered garments. The rulers and leaders would grieve for the city. They would be physically shaken as they dressed to go. They would clothe themselves with trembling. They're contemplating, they're thinking. This is the 9-11. Freaked out. Couldn't believe their eyes. Like we couldn't believe our eyes as we saw those towers come down. Wow. They would be so distraught. They would be completely abased and devastated as they would contemplate the destruction, stunned, stupefied, in shock. Look at 17 the rulers and leaders would express their lamentation. They would express their bereavement for the city at this funeral, much like Jeremiah over Jerusalem, and they will take up a lamentation for you, it says. The word lamentation means a dirge or elegy, a funeral hymn, a mournful musical composition, or a mournful elegy of poem or literary work. Ezekiel is told four times personally, to take up a lamentation out of the nine that appear in the book. 19, 1, 27, 2, 28, 12, 32, 2. Take up a lamentation. Wow. It's judgment. The day has arrived. Notice they would articulate their bereavement by addressing their words directly to the city in 17 at the end there. In view of her mighty men, and say to you, how you have perished O oh, one inhabited by seafaring men, brave, mighty men, in view of their international reputation, O oh, renowned city, who was strong at sea, she and her inhabitants, in view of her power and authority, who causes their terror to be on all her inhabitants. Wow. Then notice the rulers and leaders would be concerned with the temporal. Verse 18 God always reveals the heart of man. They feared the very day they might be next. Listen, now the coastlands tremble on the day of your fall. All of a sudden it turns, uh oh. <laughs> if that happened to them and it was God, you notice how quiet. The ACLU and lawyers and judges all were after 9 11 for the first six months. Everybody was praying, nobody was objecting because they were concerned about themselves all of a sudden. Wow. They feared losing the benefit of re- they received from Tyre. Yes, the coastlines by the sea are troubled at your departure. They're concerned about their pocketbook. Now in verse 19 through 21, the Lord God would be vindicated by her destruction. Notice the contrast here. As you look here to the first section, 15 through 18, the people would be astonished at her destruction, right? Look at the contrast now, 19 to 21. The Lord God would be vindicated by our destruction. Wow. Look at 19. In view of judgment by the Eternal One. This was divine judgment. For thus said the Lord God, When I make you desolate city like cities that are not inhabited. This was reaping the consequences. When I bring the deep upon you and great waters cover you. This is poetical language of the literal judgment. Not only in view of judgment of the eternal one, but notice, in view of the eternal separation from God. verse 20 at the beginning. This again, in political language, describes Sheol, the place of departed spirits, the abode of the wicked, though the word Sheol is not used, but the word pit, which means a cistern or a dungeon. But the language is very, very clear. This description cannot be missed or misinterpreted. This is the place of the departed wicked at death. Listen. Then I will bring you down with those who descend into the pit to the people of old, and I will make you dwell in the lower parts of the earth in places desolate from antiquity and those who do, who go down to the pit. God has vindicated but also in view of of the eternal Word of God that is trustworthy. In view of the eternal Word of God, which is trustworthy. Look at verse 20 at the end. As an earthly witness to the accuracy of His Word so that you may never be inhabited. His eternal Word, it'll come to pass as history very well verifies And then, in view of the eternal glory of God, as people recognized it, that it was divine judgment, it says, and I shall establish glory, listen, in the land of the living. It's a witness upon earth that God has visited in judgment. God gets glory for that. Whether people believe it or not, he gets glory because he's faithful to warn and he's faithful to judge, and he leaves a marker on earth. We live over a cemetery of judgment of the first world. We call it archaeology. God calls it judgment and his glory as a witness. The word glory means beauty, honor, the idea being fear and reverence towards God. Yahweh commanded destruction, the very destruction of Tyre. I will make you a terror, and you shall be no more. Yahweh commanded Tyre would never exist again. Though you are sought for, you will never be found again, saith the Lord God. Pretty final, pretty final. Man should be astonished and fear, having all the prophecies revealed in the Scriptures, but he does not. Rather, he declares boldly and brashly that God does not exist. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God, Psalm 14.1. Only fools say that. And the word means insane. You have to be insane to say there's no God. You would think that man would examine the chance of probability and rationally conclude that the prophecies are so precise and so extensive that man could not have written them. But he doesn't. He hardens his heart. The heart of man is deceitful, desperately, wicked, as you know, Jeremiah 79. That's the condition of man. Man is finite and has a certain number of days. Then death will follow. God knows the number of days, and God will then... Separate all who reject them through unbelief due to the hardness of their heart from his presence for all eternity. Death is defined best by eternal separation from God on that side. From here, it's absence from the physical body. The permanent and eternal place of torment is called Gehenna or the lake of fire. Where all who have rejected the gospel in Jesus Christ will be cast in after the white throne judgment as they are judged for their sins. Revelation 20, 11 through 15 gives us that. Let me read it for you. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it for those whose face the earth and the heavens fled away and there was found no place for them. Speaking about the non-believer. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. The books were open and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and and death and Hades delivered up the dead that were in it, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death, Hades, were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The same result that happened with Tyre will happen to those who reject Jesus Christ. Now, the heart of God is not the judge. He says it is a strange work. he rather forgive, Isaiah 28, 21, if you remember when we went through that. When God judges, it's a strange thing. That's not his character. His character is to forgive. We've already seen in Ezekiel eighteen thirty-two: 32, for I have no pleasure in the death of Of the one who dies or the wicked, says the Lord. Therefore, turn and live. That turning is in the gospel, through the gospel, in the name of Jesus Christ. No other way. And so the reaction to the judgment of Tyre brought glory to God. And every time people respond to the gospel one way or the other, to embrace or to reject, God gets glory. If you reject it, you affirm you're a sinner not deserving of death, not deserving of eternal life. If you accept it, he gets glory because you've trusted him that his son died for you. Either way, he gets glory. But the choice is ours. What an incredible prophecy. The judgment of Tyre. Describing these three movements, the revelation of the judgment against Tyre, the interpretation of the judgment of Tyre is given to us. We're not left to our own. And the reaction to the judgment of Tyre. Wow. How do you respond to prophecy, to the judgment of God, to the warnings of God? If you don't know Jesus Christ and God, He has brought you to be saved. to Turn to Him. He knows the end from the beginning. You don't even know what's going to happen the next minute. He knows everything. He wants you to entrust your life to Him.
0: Pastor Xavier Reese and the Surety of God's Word. And for just $4, you can pick up your own copy of today's study, The Judgment of Tyre. We can send you a copy on CD. And this will also include what Pastor Xavier shared the last time we were together. So once again, the title to ask for is The Judgment of Tyre, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California. 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800 926 1485. Again, that's 800 926 1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And please be sure and include the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This is one way we have of monitoring the impact of this ministry in your area. How dangerous is the sin of pride? Find out when you join Pastor Xavier Reese on the next edition of Simple Truths. Join us next time. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com.